Welcome to The Rundown, new music podcast, episode number 18. I'm joined by the pretty boys from Pretty Creatures. Hello, guys. Hello. How are we doing? You all right? Hi. <laughs> it's the first time someone said we're the pretty boys. It's just yeah. going by the... That sounds like some mad boy band. <laughs> Aren't you a boy band? Side hustle. Side hustle. No, that's the, that's the side hustle. This is a great time to announce we're actually changing the name to Pretty Boys, so... I'm glad that was brought up. Oh, that's good to know. It sounds like a pure male stripper show. Could be. It's like a pure magic mic or something. (laughs) Now announcing it's the pretty boys on stage. (laughs) Oh, lovely. Love it. Guinness isn't Rory. Anything's possible. Ah. we'll save that to later in the podcast. Yeah, we'll keep keep that for later. So, yeah, it's nice to have you guys on on the podcast. Yeah, it's just having this camera. I know, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. So uh, we're, I've got you on because we're going to be talking about, well, these are a relatively new band, if I'm not mistaken. Relatively, yeah. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we can we can dive into that later. Sure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but we're going to be taking a look at your latest single called It's Coming. Although technically it's already came, but yeah. <laughs> it has came. It has indeed. <laughs> um, so we'll delve into more about that, but we're going to listen to it first. So it's called It's Coming, and it came out on the 26th of August 
Lads, what's it all about? So um, the song itself, I think what's important is with the name, we kind of like the juxtaposition of Pretty and Creatures. I think when we were sort of going through this evolution and rebrand, we were trying to kind of encapsulate all the sonic areas we kind of inhabit. So we like dark, aggressive, ethereal music, but we also like the contrast of having sort of more delicate, vulnerable um, sort of sections within our music. And I think lyrically, that's kind of where it's come and picks up in terms of that evolution. So obviously from the song kind of sonically, it's very aggressive and very heavy and direct. But um, lyrically, it kind of takes on the position of vulnerability. So what I was thinking when I was kind of working on the lyrics is that the song's really about using that kind of arrogance and like cockiness, if you will, and that kind of idea of invincibility, but as a means of protection against the kind of notion that it's all just going to completely fall apart, essentially. So when like the first line about Sugar Jody, that was kind of an attempt to personify that kind of arrogance and that attitude, but that's kind of offset by the choruses where it talks about being afraid. And it's kind of that notion that if I go a hundred miles an hour, if I don't stop, if I have that devil may, devil may care attitude, I can't be affected by the inevitable idea of it all falling apart. So it, it was kind of a reflection on the juxtaposition of those attitudes. And I think it was quite an important starting point for where the evolution of the band kind of took place. Yeah, I, I, I can sort of get where you're coming from. I got that sort of sense of when I was listening to it, that yeah, like you stop, you're going to start worrying about everything you know coming apart. Although I feel you've described it a lot better than how I was thinking. Uh, but everybody's going to interpret it somewhat differently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're educating me there, Rory. That did not. Yeah, I think, I, I think <laughs> that the more the more we've kind of evolved in our, the sound that we kind of are pursuing as, as a three-piece currently, I've kind of given myself more um, sort of permission to be vulnerable lyrically and to be honest and be more reflective. I think certainly when I was younger and I was kind of finding my feet, with beginnings of songwriting I kind of used to be more peripheral and more and less self-referential in the way I was writing things but I think as things have evolved I've tried to take more risks lyrically and um but certainly it doesn't mean that it can't be dark and ethereal and heavy whilst having that juxtaposition so um I think that was quite important to me to kind of strike that balance especially with a song like this that is so aggressive on on a surface level oh yeah well that 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 makes sense Stephen, what about you? What was your thoughts on the song? Um, well, not to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, it's all, it's all good. Uh, uh, I just remember, I think I was walking down like Buchanan Street or Sucky Hall Street, and Rory sent me that riff from the song, and it was the first time he put his guitar in. Like I think it's like C, C standard or drop yeah. C or something. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> more of more of this and then i just kind of grew from there but it was always for me anyway like meant to be quite a direct song because we tend to it was to, also one of the ones that came together so quick yeah man. as we put it in the rehearsal room it was one of the ones where we had that kind of like epiphany of like god this is the sound this is what we're going for and it was like just instantaneous we all kind of went right this is it and we should probably stress that's actually quite rare in our band, or particularly yeah. myself. We tend to kind of, we tend to kind of bar our heads against the wall with, um, with sort of sonically and lyrically, and we and it tends to be a lot of 
sort of friction against what we're writing until we come to a place where we think, right, this is the best version of the song we've just created. But that was one of the few ones that came together very quickly. And when that happens, it kind of feels natural and right, as opposed to when you're sort of furiously fighting yourself to get the best work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also quite an accessible track as well. Like it's it's relatively short. It's got the kind of hooky riff, um, <laughs> whereas a lot of the other, the other stuff that we do can be quite complex at times, really dark. So, I uh, pretty accessible. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say it does grab your attention. That's for sure. Like it's not a boring song by any means. <laughs> it just glad to hear. <laughs> yeah. oh, goodness. Uh, no, I lied. It was boring. It was horrible. Just get off my podcast. <laughs> this just... comes out, man. It's like a dagger to the heart. <laughs> but no, it was. It was. It, it, it was great. Like really enjoy listening to it. In fact, uh, I haven't stopped listening to it. So <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much, man. Uh, Thank you very much. Appreciate the time. I know you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> no, be biased or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but that leads me lovely on the, the the next question. Where do you guys find your inspiration? Who wants to go first on that one? Um, I'll <laughs> jump on first, Callum. Say all your tunes, right? Yeah. No, go for it, Callum. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, musically, I always kind of, I quite like uh, the weird, and that will probably come across in a lot of like the atmospherics and the soundscape, kind of soundscapey noise that we put into a lot of the songs. Um, I kind of, from the get-go, when the guys, uh, the guys basically played together um, as a three-piece, which was really kind of direct kind of rock, was just kind of really kind of heavy rock essentially, and I remember at the early days kind of hearing their stuff like that, and I was like, God, we could add so many like layers and textures to that just to make it like its own different being, um, and that's kind of where I I feel really inspired when I hear something as direct as that is to kind of try and make it a wee bit prettier um, and kind of add those little nuances that kind of go, oh God, that shouldn't be there. Why is that so light? But the, the riffs are really dark and really jarring. Yeah, but that's kind of the, that's the main focus that I kind of really jumped at me, especially when kind of creating music with these guys. Oh, nice. What about you, Stephen? Influences. I mean, like just for the band or from just playing, because I suppose they're kind of similar. Um, Led Zeppelin mm. <laughs> for for drums, anyway. Oh, but, yeah. So that's the band. <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age is the obvious one. Um, I think you can just hear that a lot of the time. We do love Queens of the Stone Age. Radiohead, I think, are quite a big influence. Um, even if mm. the like that isn't obviously there, but we all love Radiohead. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot. Black Sabbath, that's obvious. <laughs> obvious one. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the list is endless, man. To be honest. Um, I feel inspired by every band I listen to, almost in some way. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. What about you, Rory? Um, I think um, obviously we do like a lot of heavy music, like Queens of Stone Age. I think personally, a lot of my inspiration is derived from, as Stephen said, Radiohead and a lot of Bowie. Actually, um, I think there's just something, um, for lack of a better of a term, like so sexy about building these really odd, vacuous, strange sonic landscapes. I think that that kind of um, I know our music can be quite heavy consistently, but I think that idea of, of building these odd structures and these odd melodies that sh- necessarily shouldn't work, but we find these odd kind of marriages between them is really what excites us the most. I think that that's where we derive the most satisfaction. And on top of that, I think 
um, one of the most important things, I suppose, in, in what inspires and how we craft songs is sort of rhythmically, generally speaking. And, and we kind of don't know if this is an odd process or if other bands kind of follow this suit, but a lot of our ideas start in kind of rhythmic origin. So it's always kind of defined by how it makes us move and how we're sort of physically affected by the riff. Um, it always tends up being the most consistent and most important part of any of our music. And then once we've kind of found that solid kind of structure and foundation, as Callum was saying, we then build on it with um, with sort of the what we can find as being strange or unusual, because that, that just seems to be what excites us the most when we write music. And I think the more we've worked to find that authenticity in our own voices, songwriters, the more apparent and the more obvious is that that has kind of become. Like, we know we never do things very easily. It seems to be the strangest way we find songs to their completion or find the riff or find the rhythm. It never seems to be straightforward, but that ultimately has led to the most satisfying outcomes, I think. And a huge part of that, I think, is sort of Bowie's desire to ever evolve and change and pursue things that weren't necessarily maybe the most commercial, but just best represented him as an artist and I have a huge amount of respect for that, for playing what you love as opposed to playing what's expected of you. Yeah, no, that, 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 I, I, I like how you've all kind of gave your own interpretation there, but kind of following the same theme, which, you know, is obviously how you've all came together to be, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, called his pretty boys at the beginning of the bloody uh, podcast. <laughs> Please don't catch on. For you, forming pretty creatures. Uh, <laughs> I'll not catch myself with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I apologise if it does catch on in, uh, in advance. <laughs> uh, I can see the the, the the group chats and that already. Um, <laughs> it's already in motion; it can't be stopped. Yeah, yeah. and it, all this is just me slipping up. What oh hell? I'm maybe more professional than that. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good, man. I'm good. But no, we're going to uh, have a little look. I should say look, look, listen, whatever you want to call it, at two songs. I got you to listen to two songs beforehand. We'll get to listen to them again. Uh, first of all, we're going to look at the great Leslie. I don't know if they are great. We'll find out. The name of their song is Liquid Spells, and that came out on the 29th of July, 2022. I 
Great about the great Leslie and liquid spells. <laughs> well, one of the big standouts was I mean, I'm a sucker for some bass. I noticed some really tasty, like kind of bouncy bass lines that were kind of almost like disco esque. So it was a it was a mover. It was kind of just an upbeat indie and um, with some really kind of driving like disco bass behind it, but really enjoyed it. And um, the chap's voice is I don't know, it's, it's a hard one to describe as well. It's um dead unusual but so hooky mm. but I really really enjoyed it and just the kind of fast paced bounciness of it yeah yeah no I get that and it, it's that way I, I feel it sort of sounds familiar like you've heard it before mm-hmm. but you can't quite figure out who like yeah oh, I, no, thought, definitely. I thought he sounded quite um, David Burney at some points to be honest like talking heads I, I could hear mm-hmm. that a little bit um, and me, yeah. I think me and Rory said it kind of reminded us of Tudor Cinema Club a little bit. Yeah, there, there were a couple of like mm-hmm. rhythmic inflections that only happened once and didn't come back around, and they're really kind of slick and smart. And it, um, it was just, it was like it had this really kind of satisfying build up between the guitar kind of bouncing off of the drums, leading up into the chorus. It was quite hooky and punchy, so it was like a really well crafted um, piece of music, and it was quite catchy because I found after I'd listened to it, I had the melody stuck in my head. So um, yeah, it was a really clever bit of songwriting. Oh, there you go, folks. There you go. Thank you for a great track. <laughs> there it is. It's, uh, it's part of the reason why it's included. But I'm sure the great Leslie will love to hear that he's loved the song and it gets stuck in your heads. <laughs> uh, that's that's the idea, isn't it? Hopefully that goes in turn and it's coming, gets stuck in their heads as well when they listen to it. So, <laughs> And then they'll be talking about your song. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Please, <laughs> do it. <laughs> Spread the word. <laughs> tell your man, tell your gran. Just your stand grand. in the rooftops. 
It's came. It came, guys. It has came. It's come and it's That'll come. go over well. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Uh, for these pretty boys. Uh, up next, no, <laughs> up next, I did that deliberately, by the way. Uh, up next, ah. uh, apparently one of you know this artist that we're going to listen to. Her name's Sylvie. And uh, this song is her, is her going in a new direction, more in line with, and I'm quoting her for what she's told me, the way she wants to go with her music. So this is uh, Sylvie with the song Burning, and that also came out on the 29th. July 2022 Stole me away From my family Made me feel like waste Like every other day The villains I've learned about Usually they scream and shout like to strike from the shade Fill me with blame and doubt So I can call you up You are sharp as a blade
Callum. I'm not going to ask you, Stephen. Thoughts? <laughs> 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 um, well, I know, I know Sylvie. Um, I've met her before and played gigs with her. Um, not like with her, but on the same bill. <laughs> um, um, and I listened to the track. It was totally unexpected from what I'd heard live. Like how dramatic it was, and her voice at some of the kind of crescendos. It was just incredible. And I quite, I, yeah. I just liked how moody it was. Like it, it felt like you're walking into like a, like a jazz bar at night and it's all smoky, but there's also kind of this weird synthy guy in the corner. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was cool. I just really liked it. Um, yeah. yeah. The production on it was phenomenal as well. Like the production yes. was immense. It was kind of quite industrial at times. Uh, like some of the, the sound choices. Yeah, it was like super melancholy, but like so, so, so mm. I really agree with Stephen. Like her voice was so incredibly powerful. It was really emotive. Like you could almost like feel, feel what she was singing. Um, so yeah, it was really, really well crafted. Mm, definitely, definitely going places, Sylvie. That's for sure. Like I don't think she needs to really improve anymore in her voice. Uh, but maybe she could have pretty creatures uh, support her and. I think, yeah. I think you mean Pretty Boys, Cameron. But pretty Boys, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for catching that one for me. That's okay, just in case. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, that'd be great to see you guys on like the support bill for Sylvia or vice versa. I think it would go go down a treat. Just yeah. imagine it's performing at King Tut's and whatnot. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> good, yeah. That would be, it would be uh-huh. quite nice. But we're swiftly moving back on to you guys now because we're, we're done talking about those artists. We don't, we don't care about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, oh, well, sweet. <laughs> yourself. As soon as we're off here, you're like, that's it. In the bin. Out of here. I know. Aye. It's nice to, nice to see that all us artists are getting tossed away like a salad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Cameron. Yeah. You're very welcome. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Swiftly moving on. COVID. How did it affect you guys? It was shite. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, no, on a, on a serious point, like um, we basically built up a serious collection of songs. So it gave us an opportunity to to really write and plan out the, the release as we're doing now. Um, we're kind of in a really healthy position for the next kind of couple of years. And again, it was just, uh, it just gave us kind of a wee bit of time to reflect and go, do you know what, actually we really want to do this like this. The sounds are there. We've basically got kind of a collection of like a good few tracks now that, as I said, are going to stand us in good stead for the next couple of years. But yeah, it was mostly the moment of reflection to go, shit, there's, there's something here like that. I really believe in and I really want to put all my, my eggs into because as guys, we get on, we just, we're just as daft as each other. Probably some of us, maybe a wee bit more than others. Um, I don't know why you're looking at us. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I realise that it's a podcast and you can't see me looking oh, yeah. straight at Stephen. Gazing <laughs> into his eyes. Uh, me? How me? How me? What? <laughs> um, but no, I think um, it was definitely the moment of reflection. Um, I think we got out of it. Obviously, it was really tough not being being able to kind of rehearse consistently. And there was large periods where we were kind of on Zoom calls like this and having to just discuss what we're going to do instead of just being in the same room and being dead collaborative. Um, but yeah, reflection is what I kind of took away from that. It was oh, just yeah. so boring, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I, for a lot of people, it absolutely wasn't, obviously. It was horrific, but 
my experience was just boredom because me and me and my mum were um, I, not isolating. You know, at risk. Shielding. Or shielding, that's the word. <laughs> um, so it was yeah. just like six months of like sitting in my room. Um, and I... Chatting with your mum. <laughs> exactly. Like, Chatting with your mum. Watching the Game of Thrones with my mum. That took up like a month. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I, that's, and I, I got to play drums a lot um, and practice. That was fun. That kept me going, but I not playing with these guys and just music in general. That was like the longest time since I was like seventeen. I've went without playing music with people. It was yeah, especially like the live shows. Obviously, like this, what we thrive on, and we love to kind of put on a really good live show. And it just, I totally missed that. And uh, obviously, when we played our first show back, it was like there was a great like. Oh my god! Can we still? Can I still do this? Do I know what to do with life? Can I still kind of have that kind of showmanship and really enjoy it? But oh my god, I I really miss the live shows. You sort of bet me to it. I was going to ask that as a follow up question. Like, what was it like when you did come back to perform? Uh, it must have. Oh, we're felt- just segueing perfectly here. No, that's all it is. That's that's all it is. We're just <laughs> straight through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you, Rory? Um, in ter- in terms of lockdown, I think Callum has even put it best. Like, um, I, music's always been about like escapism for me personally, and like playing songs and playing live is like a huge um, outlet, and it's good for the soul. But like, obviously, because by total happenstance, we've managed to have all this um, material collected up, and then obviously the pandemic, which no one could have predicted, happened. Um, it kind of gave me a bit of like focus, and it gave me kind of like a tunnel out of lockdown because I was going through some kind of private personal difficulties right around the time that lockdown hit and it kind of allowed me to channel my focus onto something positive because it would have been very easy. Obviously, everyone had completely horrific experiences um, over lockdown to varying degrees, but it definitely gave me um, something as a means of survival and it kind of took on a whole new level of importance, uh, particularly at that time for me personally. So, um, yeah, it became like food for the soul almost and gave me a reason to keep kind of going, especially because it went on so long and, you know, the situation only got bleaker. So, um, yeah, it was vital. It was necessary. And I had the same kind of reservations as Callum. I remember coming out of it and finally being allowed to gig again. And I did have like a moment's hesitation where I thought, is this something like I'm still capable of? Can I still you know, do justice by the guys? Can I still play? Can I still perform? Do I still have it in me to want to keep doing this? So, um, yeah, that, that it asked a lot of questions of myself that gig, but I'm glad that we obviously put on the best show we could and answered them. So, yeah, it was really important for me personally. I'm glad to hear that. Like, it's one of the, the questions I like to ask because everybody's got a similar story, even though it can be quite different, but mm-hmm. the sense is that it's it's a positive result at the end of the day. But even though it might have seemed bleak, uh, where it be spending time with your mom watching Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> don't single anybody out, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, what you got to do, what you got to do, man. You know, <laughs> that's true. No, that that is true. Um, and the main thing is, she's been able to grow for that and come back stronger than ever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think, I was, I think uh, that was those. those oh, sorry, Rory. No, I was okay. just going to say that those little, like, because we got to record very sporadically over COVID. Like, it was like a wee recording here, and then like three months later, another wee recording, and those were these little bursts of like 
joy. <laughs> it was just great. So that was good. But not getting, to, not getting to rehearse was awful. Well, I was, I was, I was saying, I'm glad we we kind of came out of it with like a fire in our belly because obviously the situation was so difficult, and particularly you know for the music industry, there was the potential of venues shutting. Um, there was no funding, you know, people were very callously being told to retrain and plenty of bands didn't make it through that and didn't want to continue after everything that happened. So um, I was only saying to the guys last week, I'm really proud that we made it this far and still recorded and still pushed on when it, when it, when we could have, you know, the consideration could have very easily been there to stop and we, that never crossed our minds. It was never a discussion. So, um, so yeah, I'm just glad we're still here as a unit to talk about it on this podcast. I don't really know you that well, but I'm glad you are still here because nothing yeah. worse than seeing a band disappear because of bloody COVID, of all things, you know? So, and also you are here, so you get to share your music with everybody and, uh, you know, the music industry, for what I've witnessed uh, myself, is very welcoming and supportive uh, with everybody else. And, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. Uh, that, 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 that brings me to my next question. What are your thoughts on the local music scene? I think it's been, um, we've been quite, obviously, kind of, through COVID, we, we didn't play a lot live. And um, we've really just kind of got to the position uh, where we are now, doing the three-piece and playing. Uh, we've not been playing regularly. That's the, the point I'm trying to make. So we've not been able to play regularly um, because we've not really had that kind of plan. Now we've got the platform to actually get stuff in the diary and get gigging regularly but um yeah no the local music scene again we just kind of the main folk that we kind of go and see naked feedback um and play with are kind of our type of music there's not a lot of bands that do it um like locally let alone as a big punk scene um and we just kind of we never know where we fit i feel within that as well i don't know how you guys think yeah, yeah. I, t- I totally understand. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that, that again, not to kind of bring it back to COVID. I'm glad that the the Glasgow music, um, especially at a local level, is still kind of thriving because it's so essential. I think to places like Glasgow where we kind of do the majority of our gigging. Um, and I do agree, we have kind of experienced sometimes those difficulties of playing bills and thinking, do we necessarily belong playing on these bills? Are we too much of an outlier? So I think. We've certainly um, had to find our kind of place. And now that we're, we're an opportunity where we can release and gig, it's, we're now looking forward to kind of finding that place um, in the local yeah. music scene. Yeah. yeah. Glasgow itself, just as a city, is one of the, it's just the most thriving place to play live yeah. music. There is just umpteen venues that are just full of energy and just have their own little balls of character. And I just, uh, I just think that there's just so much happening in Glasgow. It's amazing. We're obviously yeah. pushing to to get out of the city and get up and down the country a wee bit more, and um, with kind of Edinburgh shows um, and yeah. the diary as well. Because it's um, but that's that's kind of our next evolution is yeah. trying to get a bit more further afield. There's so many like Not class even. bands um, in Glasgow. Like I could I could name a list. Like I mean, Shred, Snash, Ninth Wave. Unfortunately, rest in peace. Tijuana Bibles again. There's a lot that COVID have seemed to cause issues for, but there's there's so much talent just floating about in this tiny mm-hmm. city. It's like such a privilege and like a, a lucky thing to be in it and like doing stuff in yeah. it. Because there's just it's, um... it's not even funny how many good like if you look at any festival post at the minute, 
you look at all the little the little uh, stages in that a good like one in four of those bands are from Glasgow or like gig in the scene it's not it's just awesome With Declan Welsh and, and the Declan West yeah. as well they're amazing its um, status like totally precedes itself especially for the Glasgow music scene because I saw that recently Coldplay at Hamden gave like King Tut's a shout out and it just it just shows like how sort of renowned the local music scene is in Glasgow and how essential it is to, to sort of to smaller bands and bands looking to develop and grow um there's I, there's no I can honestly say there's no seat I'd rather be in to, to play in a band with certainly and to enjoy that local music scene Oh, definitely. I like that. I like that. That 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 sounds really nice. Uh, do you have like you know uh, individually a, a favourite venue in Glasgow? I mean, the Barras is the one that tops my bill yeah. every single time that I go there. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's we, the the crown jewel. Oh. Yeah, definitely. To, are we talking little venues or big venues? Or? Either or both. Yeah, Barras definitely. Every gig at Barras is just. I just wish every everyone played at Barras. <laughs> That's all I want. Um, we went to see Idols at Barras there. What a year ago now? It can't be that long ago. No. Time, time is it's October last year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was, time is it, nothing. It was a profoundly almost religious experience that gig. Oh. I'll never forget it. Never. It was just beautiful. Uh, I'm still talking about it. <laughs> well, you're talking about it <laughs> now. So. <laughs> oh, I'm also still repping the t-shirt. I just realised, um, but still unwashed. Uh, I possibly. Um, <laughs> like a small venue though, like stereos class. Yeah, too, stereo. too, too, yeah, probably small yeah. stereo definitely. Yeah. Stereo is a good one. Yeah, I mean the obvious is touch obviously because it's like yeah. it's just a the path of righteousness through mm. the Glasgow scene. You have to have to get that one ticked off the bucket list. But it's just the, uh, I just think it's just to been able to reflect on how many amazing artists have came through the same the same stage that you've been able to play. It's just such a privilege actually, like walking up those stairs and seeing all the names and just going, God, this is such a again another little crown jewel of Glasgow. Mm. It's kind of this. But it's the obvious, it's the obvious shout. Mm. And then before you know it, it'll be pretty boys or pretty creatures. Well, if you, if you make up your mind on the bloody name of the band. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because that was actually before before COVID, um, you know, kind of um, stopped everything. That was our last gig, was it? Was it Tuts? The last show we played before um, everything shut down. So for, it was. For a bit. Oh. Yeah. That, that's that's that was that. like four years ago now. Wow. Yeah. I know. Wow. That's 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 insane. Was it um, a support act or main act? Support act. We were, um, were we supporting the last one. We've got different diff- two different answers. <laughs> I think we yeah, yeah. I think it was it was the young mates. <laughs> Everything before COVID is just a blur somehow. Um there's there's just this big sp- like lump of time that separates everything <laughs> where nothing happened. I don't know. I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. The main takeaway from this podcast is time is nothing. <laughs> yeah. I've just, I've got that going on in my head for Steven saying time is nothing. <laughs> it could be, a, that could be a single <laughs> hit right there. Like back now and it's like, nah, nothing. Nothing, nothing is remembered. 
Well, that's sort of the impression I've got from other people talking about COVID and whatnot beforehand. What did happen? Who knows? It's such a, <laughs> it's become such a distinct separator for events now. Everything's either before or after COVID. There's no, like 2020 was just a non-existent year completely. Perfect. No one can really recount anything from 2020 apart from COVID. Pretty much. That's, that's your new dark ages right there. <laughs> That's uh, why the music's so dark. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that that and then that comes on. That brings us on to a darker question. <laughs> What's in store for pretty boys? <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling you that now, uh, from now and beyond. Um, hell of a lot of releases. <laughs> As I said, the the pre- the preparation um, through COVID and actually getting this big massive pool of songs. It gave us, uh, it's just, we've got loads of shit to release and your instinct is like you just want to throw it out there for people to see, but obviously that's just not, it doesn't make sense uh, business. Yeah, I think it's, I it's think not. it was a tough. I think Stephen really tried to instill a sense of patience in us because um, on to anyone from outside of the band's um, own, you know, own people, it looked as if we weren't doing anything. But in reality, um, just through circumstances and through COVID, we'd built up this massive, um, body of work that we were just um, at one point I think me being the most impatient arguably was just so desperate to release to let people hear but it worked to our advantage to kind of hold everything back and now have the opportunity to be sitting on um, so many songs and so much artwork and so much material that we now have the ability to release as suits us as opposed to kind of rushing and sort of jumping yeah. the gun and releasing it all too quickly. But uh, a huge amount of that was down to Stephen, I think, because it, he encouraged us to exercise patience, even when it was frustrating and, and hard to keep recording and, and sitting on so much material. Gives us a platform to sit on the show and talk about it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of songs then and uh, down the pipe then that are like waiting yeah. to just mm-hmm. come out then. Yeah, the, the way that we kind of work, I mean, we've... We're always working like kind of like five songs ahead anyway. So like the the songs that we've recorded now, obviously we've recorded like two years ago. We'll wait to get back like, in the studio so again a, shortly. I think yeah. or as soon as we can to record yeah. more. And also, um, as I said, we're sitting on like all the tracks with the artwork and everything. We get the release schedule. It's just it's exciting times. It's very exciting times. But it's just yeah, Stephen's kind of helping us just go a wee bit steadier and kind of plan out a bit, a bit more efficiently. It's the best way to approach it, is it not? Oh, 100%. 100%. As much as you, as you would like to just get it out there and everybody to listen, way just rein it in. <laughs> I know. I think it was just eagerness to show like an evolution because um, even I'd, I wouldn't even say it's Cummings particularly representative of the rest of the songs. They're also like varied sonically. Yeah. And even within all this new material, you can see a clear evolution for the direction we want to go in. So we were just keen to let people kind of see that and hear that journey. Um, because I, I don't obviously want to give anything away, but I think even the next single we're planning to release is <laughs> fairly different to the one that we've just put out. So yeah. we're just keen to let hopefully people hear. Hopefully it still sounds like us. That's, that's, yeah. That. Hopefully it still sounds like us. Um, yeah. The idea being we that definitely, it's, Sorry, man. I was just going to say the idea being that you can tell it's still you guys, but it's like completely unexpected. Yeah, it's dark. It's <laughs> yeah, dark. we've we've got a lot darker and like like people that listened to our old name and the music we made under that, the Coyotes, that was as Cal said a bit more straight down the road rock in some ways, even though we had weird elements. But yeah, the new stuff is like 
I don't even know. Some of it is just like evil. We end up finishing songs and thinking, how do we get here? How do we get Yeah, every time. We've got an idea that we scrapped and I, I wanted to write like a, a like we started we'd realized that we were writing kind of formulaically and we decided to start maybe having like an idea that sparks something so that we'll have a beat and then we'll have like a almost like an an image that guides us or whatever so like for one we thought let's do a a traditional blues song but like us and we've scrapped it because it got too fucking crazy like it just (laughs) (laughs) I was was talking like slow blues just chill it turned into this fucking math rock opus man like and no it was was too much yeah Um, it was way too much Remember Callum saying to me, how are you going to put lyrics to this? I went, I don't think I can. I don't think that's really an option at this point. <laughs> the slow descent into madness, man. That's brilliant. Just one day we'll, have it, we'll release like the Mishaps album and it'll just be all these instrumentals of madness that you can't sing over. <laughs> and then that'll just be it. And that'll be all you get of these weird songs. <laughs> but yeah, we, I, we, we've, always been, we've always been keen, as Stephen said, we definitely find ourselves in a pattern of it becoming quite formulaic. And I think every time we approach a new song or a new piece of music, our goal is to kind of challenge ourselves as musicians. Obviously, we want it to appeal to us, but we want to try different things. And sometimes that can be quite difficult because you end up finding sources of comfort in the way that you write and and things you rely on and and things you understand but it's important always to challenge those because that can end up being some of your most exciting material so i can certainly say for the the next single and the one that precedes it and so on and so forth um you, there's definitely a huge amount of variation it's clear that it's us but it's not it's by by no means are these songs similar in a lot of ways yeah I feel like the the approaches are taken is uh, keeping the the fans on their toes. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully, you could say that, yeah, definitely. I think the goal is to have people say to us, "What have you done? <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> like, what have you done to the song?" These <laughs> uh, have been pure geniuses. That's what you've done. Just, but no one will understand. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote that. I'm gonna take that quote from the camera now. <laughs> uh, but, Just so that when the next single does come out. Remember what you said last time? You did too. What? Either genius or utter madness. Could be. Depends on how you. <laughs> depends on how you look at it, really. Yeah, but absolutely. I did on the yeah. side a positive, the negative. So <laughs> that's yeah. that, 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 that's it. <laughs> so we come to my favourite uh, part of the interview, when I get to ask you a whole bunch of silly questions, and you give me. Either silly or not so silly answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. yep. uh, folks, just uh, for reference, I did I did go through it before with them, so I'm hoping that's helped with the <laughs> answers. Maybe not, but we'll find out. First question, favourite food? An easy one. I'm just a straight up pizza lover. I just love, I love my pizza soft, I love cheesy. <laughs> mm. I'm going to straight up maybe maybe sort of like a distant cousin to um, pizza and in the cheese family, but certainly cheesecake is my biggest, biggest vice. <laughs> like just in the same family. Cheese. Is that pizza? Cheese. Like, cheese. <laughs> cheese. What? Cheese. I know what I meant. 
Cheesecake for after the pizza, you perhaps. Pepperoni in your cheesecake. <laughs> During, <laughs> oh, mix that in with some ham as well and pineapple. Oh, yeah, big, big old, pineapple big old would ham be nice, cheesecake. Actually. You could get away with that. <laughs> oh, that's mm. crazy. So, what about yourself, Stephen? Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I love rice. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I just love oh, it, no anything really like curry. I suppose curry then curry. <laughs> Indian curry, Chinese curry, Korean curry. What? Like, uh, I just like rice. I do. I do. I, I just, just like rice. rice. <laughs> so rice, I, pizza, uh, and cheesecake. What a great. What a great. No, you know what? I'll just go classic, like Ronnie's cheesecake and steak pie. Steak uh, pie. steak pie. There you go. Uh, <laughs> right. There you go. With rice. I just like rice. <laughs> Plenty of rice. <laughs> Oh, uh, I do like rice though. Um, the key question is I've, I've the key that. question yeah. is is it white rice or brown rice or fried rice or whatever? I don't, how, I how think do you I've like ever rice? had brown rice. Um, just basmati rice. <laughs> just a wee, a wee basmati, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm learning more about you than this. That's all we're taking for this interview is that Stephen yeah. likes rice. <laughs> Yeah, and time is and nothing. Time is nothing. And time is nothing. Time is <laughs> nothing. Unless you have rice. Oh, I should have to think what you're going to answer for this next bloody question. <laughs> I forgot what it is, so I'm, yeah. uh, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Uh, favorite word in place of a swear word, but you can give me your favorite swear word as well. Fudge <laughs> knuckles. <laughs> I like that. Sausages. I say that a lot. Sausages. I was actually going to say fudge. It's just such an effective name. <laughs> there we are. I love it. Uh, if, favorite swear words? Yeah. So an example I'll give is you accidentally hit your toe off like the bed or something, and which shirt? Mm-hmm. What's the first word that comes out? I just think that I just go the old, the old cockney cunt. <laughs> you can say cunt. Fuck is just all purpose In yeah. every situation There's not a situation that doesn't fit and it doesn't work yeah. It fits into many different contexts Many different uh, Some would say a, a distant cousin of uh, Fuck it See? Similar to the pizza <laughs> one uh, <laughs> Is there any connection to well, rice I mean, that? Or? <laughs> no I don't oh, There's <laughs> you think about that as well <laughs> I'm genuinely I'm genuinely definitely I wish folk could see my face right now because I've I'm just contorted in the way that I'm trying to link rice to fuck mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, I complain uh, about it if it's love rice <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh, that's one way to link it um, there you go but uh, 
Oh, this is this is getting dark. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I'm not sorry for it. This is all going to end up being used to create a song, by the way. This will end up. There'll be a lineage where this ends up being a riff. This is what this is what I'm hoping we always for. Talk, right? This should never. We should never be allowed to just talk like this in front of no people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, this is an unfiltered podcast, so you can have fun. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Uh, next question: most embarrassing moment. <laughs> like personally, yes, or with a band, either or, right. either or. Um, I, mean, I mean, personally, I just I have a I have a common theme of I've got quite a girthy bum and I, I split my jeans all the time. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you say that. The amount, I think the amount of jeans that I go through. So there's been many of occasion where I've went on the dance floor to slut drop and uh, I have popped the ball. <laughs> we, there you go. Wow. Uh, it's in, in a similar vein, I remember we played it. We played a gig once. I think I ever talked about this, and I actually ripped my jeans in a very compromising area, and I was so concerned about plugging my guitar in a position where like things would just be presented to people audio, so I had to be very stationary and make sure. Nothing was All okay. I can say is see uh, see stretch gene technology. Fantastic nowadays. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> the the rate that goes through genes is a lot less now. <laughs> the ratio is still one one to two a month. <laughs> That's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh what about you, Stephen? You've been very quiet. Uh I've just there's so many to choose from. I mean I have, one, I have one process of the band, but I'll let I'll let see. Oh. I mean, just if you if you go on my Facebook page, I think it's probably private. But there's just if you go scroll back to like high school times, there's so many terrible, terrible pictures of things that should never have happened. Um, uh, <laughs> I've got to ask. I got. I got. Um, I've got- I've got, I got one. On you. Sorry. I was going to say, does it involve rice? No. But <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, I I ended up in the in the um the medical tent at Leeds Festival because I was too drunk. Um, on like the Saturday night, and I woke up in the morning and went back to my tent. And as I was emptying the water out, it two security guards walked by and knew my name, and had helped me pee. Um, <laughs> as far as I remember. <laughs> And they were like, all right, Stephen. And I was like, oh, fuck. Um, and I, but that, that was pretty embarrassing. And I'd like flattened a gazebo behind my tent. Like I'd completely taken it out of the game. Um, yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Oh, did, you, uh, did you notice if the guards had tongs on them? Or did they just. Well, they said they didn't help me in, that they just held me up and I ate myself. So. Right, okay. So, okay. It's not as bad as you would think. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, man. Yeah. I thought they would, I just had images of them going full barbecue on you. <laughs> Thankfully just, not. Um, good. As, good. Oh. as a band, we used to have. I a down as well. Um, that was just not good. Tragic. Um, as a band, we used to have this a running joke about this song that we used to play. We were playing a gig at Audio. And we couldn't get the intro together for a song called Post Odium. No! And just the, the fear. The, I remember looking at Callum and the fear was all enveloping because we just, we tried to start this song four times and couldn't. And, we, and Callum threw his guitar down and we just had to walk off. 
Ah, fuck it. Right, no. They say we. They mean me, right? Let's be real here. It was me. It was a very, a very tough moment to be to be playing. I'm just going to put out there my guitar did survive, and I do still play it to this day. (laughs) But I had a moment. Probably the best way to describe it. It's the best way. It's the iconic moment. My brain just won't work. Fortunately, we have uh, we've progressed as a band and grown as a band, yeah. and that's all in the the past name. Callum taught me a fucking be... <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's still, there's still well. a little cusp of fate every time we play it live. Though, I, if we do, I'm like, is this going to be the night? <laughs> <laughs> I've got it down now. Like, I, I fucking smash it now every time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I love it. <laughs> Uh, talk about oh. embarrassing that's embarrassing <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, but fun at the same time oh, I love it uh, and this was going to be a fun round <laughs> biggest pet peeve mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we guitar is British good drummer is how to play drums but <laughs> not aimed at either of these gentlemen don't worry um, um Slow drivers. That's that's my pet peeve. <laughs> Slow drivers. Um, I don't mean like speed limit. I mean like there's much to spell out old people where I live, but I mean like glacially slow. Um, you do live in the arse end of nowhere. It's like the fucking retirement town for like one of the dead. Uh, Aye, someone said it little the town for hot fuzz. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the greater good. <laughs> What about yourself, Rory? You got a pet peeve? I think on the whole, on the whole driving thing, because me and Stephen were talking about this before the podcast, and I was getting the full brunt of his rage at some driver. I think people not indicating, which seems like a really small thing, but it just unlocks something really angry in me, especially when it's like if someone's at a roundabout and it's it's totally necessary to be indicating they just don't I end up just shouting very irrationally at people that can't hear me and don't really care obviously but I need them to know that indicator should have been on (laughs) why don't you phone me and share your road rage with me Rory I do that for you (laughs) it's not but it's it's not I was was phoned and then screaming ensued there was no (laughs) of any kind Road rage gets you nowhere, boys. It gets you nowhere. I, tell you, I know. See, when I was learning, I was like, I'm not going to be an angry driver, and I'm an angry driver. I've never seen you an angry driver. I don't think. <laughs> no, no. I take it, Calm's the polar opposite. Then just chill. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, ca- yeah, just chill. Yeah. We, we cucumber Calm. Mm-hmm. Chill. Yeah, just is it unless you're trying to like come up a fart for a song, and then you're like, I do, the most yeah, human on air. Cal, Cal, the pet peeve is a lack yeah, of progress. Right. A lack of progress. So that will, uh, yeah, I was going to say my, my pet peeve is hearing a really tasty piece of music that you want to add something to, and you can't do it just instantaneous, and it just it, oh, hey guys, 
really, really grinds my gears. <laughs> it's not even like there's no there's no warning there's no warning for that raid. It'll just be we're playing something. Then before you know it, Gams puts put through a guitar or something because it's just not oh. worked out you correctly. Just it's just like these crazy eyes come out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> There are many moments of reflection and rehearsal. We do enjoy doing this, obviously, but there are. Yeah, I know. Unbridled rage. There's no rage I, I think it's. Um, no, no, no. It's just internal rage. Yeah, just repressed internal rage. I think. I think a lot of the time because uh, Rory and Stephen kind of like go away and they'll, they'll write parts together and they'll kind of formulate them over weeks and then I just expect myself to be able to like add something and contribute like right there in five seconds. I mean, it doesn't happen. I just oh, <laughs> stay in my soul. Oh. <laughs> it gets uh, it gets fruity. It gets a wee bit fruity. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just imagining, you know, <laughs> you, you know, ten, five, ten years in the future, an in-depth look at pretty creatures. You know, cameras following mm-hmm. us around and that, and that's all we see is some guys balling in their cars, and then Callum just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I, will, um, Crazy I think for a from a content point of view it'd be quite quite good to like just fit a GoPro to my face for like a full <laughs> rehearsal. Um and just kinda show the the many faces of sadness. I think the, the obscene amount of money that would be paid for that. <laughs> maybe too much to comment on. <laughs> In fact, well, there could be like a OnlyFans kind of variant where people could pay to watch my facial expression. <laughs> Only bands. <laughs> I like that. That's happening. I mean, that that's is... my retirement. Right. We're going places that's been copyrighted here. Uh, why go to OnlyFans when you can go to Only Bands? <laughs> only Bands and see Callum's raging face. This is what we call Pretty Boys. It was all leading up yeah. to this, this moment. Uh, I'm in some ripped jeans and uh, somehow yeah. we're throwing rice. I don't know how. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And then the. the the large family of pizza and cheesecake collectives. The huge conglomerate of cousins. <laughs> yes. Pizza uh, and cheesecake, man, really. Come on. <laughs> I stand by it. Oh, I'm up off this. This is, oh, this is gold. <laughs> good. I'm glad, I'm glad you are. I'm making an absolute dog's balls of this. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> wasn't going to say that. Uh, you don't have to say a thing. We know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just press record and just watch us talk. Absolutely. Oh, is that? I just get to sit back and uh, enjoy the entertainment. <laughs> I know. Uh, Did we even stick to any of the questions? I'm not even sure. I have been actually. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay. But no, the next question: If you had your own cocktail or mocktail, what would be in it, and what would it be called? Mine would be a Tatty Jangles, and it would have. Lots of jangles and loads of tatties. So like potato scone mixed with oh. Jack Daniels and I don't know. What else is it? Cucumber because I'm apparently a cucumber <laughs> now. Mm. I'm sure that would uh, that would blend together to be some sort of filthy. It sounds incredibly appealing. Callum, I forgot <laughs> yeah. to mention. Do you know, I forgot do you know, to mention you describing that. You have to then make that and drink it and let us know how it is. <laughs> on, the, on the podcast yeah okay Key time on you go <laughs> okay uh, I'm sorry I'm actually using that for only bands 
that footage. <laughs> no. Fair enough. But I think uh, so. My two my two favorite drinks are like Guinness and Jack Daniels. So if I could get like some sort of mix and just put potato scone in that, so Guinness, Jack Daniels, and potato scone. Why are you sticking with the potato scone, man? Like what? what I just thought? I want something that's really. I want a girthy drink. <laughs> just a. Is it slug, a, a slug flat, monster? Man. It's flat. Aye, but when you blend it up, it becomes oh, boi- boisterous. No, and I know. Boincy. I totally get you, man. No, it makes total sense now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I hope you guys have got some good answers. I have no idea. Yeah. Here <laughs> I think if I could um, somehow like pattern the in the in like there's an episode of Always Sunny where they make um, whiskey bay. If I could, I don't know if that's actually a thing, but if I could like. Just combine whiskey and lager, but make it one drink and make it humongous. Thing that would be my cocktail. Mine is there not like? Mm-hmm. Is there not beers that have that? Like, see, similar to like, um, was it Desperados? Is there not like? There must be like a whiskey beer infusion. Well, that's what I would have. Yeah. it already exists. If, yeah. if it doesn't exist, I would like to make it. What would you call it? Yeah, yeah. What would you call it, Rory? What would I call it? Whiskey beer. <laughs> a whiskey. <laughs> Biscuit, biscuit or weir? I haven't quite thought which one rolls off the biscuit. tongue there. <laughs> no, weir could be confused for wine. As you can yeah, outside of like um, writing songs, we have no business ventures yeah. whatsoever. No. So, no, no. no. it's coming out of this. Well, only bands is quite an idea. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that was brought up. <laughs> What about you, Stephen? What, what, what would you come up with, either for yourself or for the band? What would you love uh, to see the audience striking? <laughs> like, oh man, I don't really know. Um, I like mojitos, some kind of purple mojito. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a purple mojito. So just yeah. a mojito with like purple food dye in it. Nah, I don't know, like. Like Hogwarts infused. The problem is I don't really drink, which is I'm making it wrong. Yeah, like, it can be a mocktail. It can be a mocktail. Remember? Oh, there was this yeah. like fruit juice drink on a cruise ship when I was young. <laughs> it was amazing. I think it was called a tropical island. <laughs> this is unlocked like a core memory. <laughs> yeah, it has. Okay. Uh, I think you've uh, you've not got the grasp of the question though. Like, oh, it's this amazing, already yeah. exists. This exists. So purple um, mojito. Potatoes and some sort of terrible whiskey bay is what we yeah. in the locker. I think um, I, th- I think the long run, if we create like a kind of potato based cocktail scheme, um, and I think like they could have a a pretty creatures like potato scone, kind of like keep it kind of like main meal cocktails, <laughs> so that they're really they're really filling. Yeah. Cameron's desperately trying to hang up this call. <laughs> Bringing it back to potato scones. <laughs> there's, set, there's definitely an obsession there. Yeah, that's uh, that's next week's therapy session. Uh, yeah. We we uh, honestly we rode far too much. I can't believe in an hour. I know. I cannot believe you've had to spend your night listening to some random guy talk about potato scone cocktails. Um, it's definitely an interview I'm not going to forget, that's for sure. Yeah, please don't. Oh. Just, that's pretty boring. That's pretty creature. <laughs> no, it's the end of Pretty Creatures, but because it only bands the beginning of Pretty Boys. <laughs> yeah. Story. Uh, see it in theatres now. <laughs> Now for a very contentious question. 
That's a word I don't use very often. <laughs> burger with... Well uh, yeah, thank you. Well thank pronounced. You. Uh, burger with fries. Would you completely finish the fries or burger first or switch between? Doesn't matter if it's a McDonald's or KFC <laughs> or anything like that. How... Blend it together and drink it like a Slurpee. <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be our cocktail. That would be our cocktail. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> with whiskey and beer in it obviously you know you yeah. gotta satisfy that I know about that I mean. <laughs> so the most horrible um, you can possibly imagine nah you'd have to I'm, uh, have to all tonight in my opinion I know no 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 I'm, I'm burger burger first and then because the chips you can you can stop if you're too full and then you can kind of have some chips and then you can of uh, you wait till it to go down and then you still get some chips there whereas you don't want to just like keep noshing off a burger like if you do the do the big eating first and then just slowly consume the carbs. <laughs> do the heavy lifting, <laughs> then enjoy the treat. Yeah. What about yourself, Stephen? What's your approach? <laughs> Is it I think folk are gonna shout at me. Um, but <laughs> I go between, but I'll also put the chips in my burger, right? No, that's Try not controversial. I think that's that's quite reasonable. That's no, folk have opinions. <laughs> 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 Oh. Uh, to be fair to be fair you're not the, the first person to say that so it doesn't sound that you know out there yeah people know <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's support out there it's just quiet there is yeah <laughs> don't be afraid like just <laughs> that like arms <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it just you know, a wee bit of white rice. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> oh, uh, there you go. What about yourself, Rory? Are you going to be played? I'd, I'd say, I'd say alternate. I think I need the experience to be varied as it's happening. So, I think if I was focused too much on one, I'd be concerned about the other. And I feel like that amount of stress can't be had when you're trying to enjoy a delicious burger and shit. So. <laughs> I'd oh the most roaring yeah. answer to a question then burger and chips then chips and burger then chips uh-huh. that's how I mean. every time I'm amazed <laughs> you've not paced really. every time I've actually got like a little treadmill below me you just can't see it so <laughs> you're, you're a very lucky man Cameron because usually on a phone call with Rory he's walking around constantly <laughs> like and it's just like making you ill because of how She's turning like around. You get, you get totally nauseous. <laughs> oh, well, he can walk about when he's listening back to this. So, <laughs> mm. I don't, I don't know if he wants to. <laughs> I think this will be the one only time. This is like I haven't experienced it. <laughs> Never look back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, here's a question that could divide people. So be careful in how you answer this one. <laughs> can I keep a straight face? Where in the UK <laughs> should host your vision? 2023 and why Stephen gave an interesting answer pre the interview but like before the interview <laughs> he did indeed oh yeah um, Coat Bridge wasn't it Coat Bridge <laughs> you know what I would I think there's honestly something to that like in the way that it'd be quite good to see like a scheme version of Eurovision but- like Eurovision in the scheme that'd be amazing scheme uh, yeah, like actually bring it to its roots instead of the kind of glamorized like big event. Like have it in like some weird like town hall that's like 
I don't know, the panel of judges, and we just change the format of it. You can obviously tell I don't watch Eurovision. Clearly. I generally, <laughs> I, have no, I have no interest in it. Even though we won. <laughs> Even though we... Well, no, we didn't, did sorry. Ukraine won, uh, but we get, you, you we get to won. host it because Ukraine like us, so... Ah, okay, okay. See, I did not know that. I just know that that Sam Ryder song's everywhere. The Spaceman. That's about it. I still say Glasgow because I think the event would be fun, but afterwards would just be chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Unprecedented chaos. I think it would just be be some laugh. Because I think they were talking about considering Glasgow for it, but I don't know what the other cities that were in the running were for. Leeds is one Mm. of them. Uh, But then, then is... Technically, is Glasgow not already hosted it through that Mad World Feral movie? Oh yeah, the Eurovision movie. Even though oh, it wasn't actually Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, but, although yeah. there was an error because the hydro apparently is in Edinburgh in the movie. So it is. <laughs> yeah. So that would need to be it. So. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I'm still going with uh, Scheme Eurovision. So yeah. Um. I think Liverpool, because I think it'd be hilarious for all the people coming from all over the world to try and understand Scousers. Um, that would That's just be show, endless comedy um, <laughs> if you were in Liverpool at the time. I, I, like, I um, like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, and just die. That'd be good. Liverpool, Manchester, one of the, one of the fun cities. Are they fun? Of course they are. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Manchester is especially class. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. But you went- London's boring. Don't don't go to London. Everything's in London. Um, That's true. That's true. There's a lot of things in London. London's too far away. It's the mainstream option. That's true. That's true. But we just want everybody to suffer and come to Cope Bridge, apparently. So. Yeah, Cope Bridge is the, the real answer. Really, yeah. <laughs> oh. Just getting this image of like Germany performing in Wiflet Park, and it just doesn't something about it. Like, just <laughs> sits with me. And the, like all the folk the performers are getting bombarded with bottles. <laughs> yeah, like bottles of bucky. <laughs> like uh, just, just glass bottles of wine, bro. <laughs> Bombarded with it. I can imagine that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, those are <laughs> interesting answers to say the least. <laughs> oh. So we're obviously not involved in the selection committee, so <laughs> unfortunately, no. Yeah, I don't no. think the BBC Thankfully. will be getting in touch with you guys in regards to that. It'll only be with your music. <laughs> I mean, feel free to put our names in the ring. Or if you've got a contact. <laughs> if, there, um, if there's an option to have our voices heard, then we'd like to exercise it. Well, here's a thing, right? Yeah. I had an idea a couple of years ago for what, was it, what would it be like if... We'll dumb it down to just Scotland as opposed to the UK as a whole. If Scotland had its own sort of contest where you got all the different regions of Scotland that submitted a song and we had our own sort of event as opposed to a Eurovision, we have a... I don't know what I would call it, an Albavision or something, I don't know. Uh, that's good to like Albavision. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's work. that works. Just seeing some person for Shetland what? by ukulele or something like that, you know, <laughs> compared to a nice hearty rock. What, right, riding a cow? <laughs> riding a cow and playing a ukulele? a Shetland pony. That has to be a Shetland pony. <laughs> <laughs> that does make sense. Do you know, in my head, I actually thought of like a wee, the wee hairy pony, <laughs> but I could not remember the name of it. And obviously it's a Shetland pony because... We- 
Someone we'll throw the Highland coup anyway, just for good measure, so we know. Aye. You know? I, I feel like you could totally tell what kind of song they would submit just based on the region of, like, if you did that in Scotland. What would that be? 100%. Steven? It sounds like you know. Well, I know, I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, oh, well, Glasgow, the song would be like Council Punk, because that's the big king at the minute in Glasgow. You know, if you go up yeah, to like Inverness and that, it's going to be like Trad. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be fun. Let's do it. <laughs> Quick. Someone. Write <laughs> that down. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Air would be like, on the command. Hard rock, or like, I don't know, you know, like classic rock. Air would be that. Is that what Air is? Yeah, man. That, that, what's, I can't remember what it's called. The one they have, the festival they have in Air and all that. It's all. I can't remember. I've played it the as well. Rocked. What about like uh, the Ella Butte and stuff like that? What would that be? <laughs> See, I've never been there. This is where my ignorance will show. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make it nice, yeah. even you have to follow through on every region. Oh, right, okay. No, they are hardcore, like GABA, right? <laughs> like, not even like dance music. Just the, the maddest dance music. Because what else is there to do on an island, I assume? Um, are they also riding a pony or cow? <laughs> no, like, well, listening to GABA. Pony. In fact, yeah. do you remember, uh, remember the kind of techno Viking? I'm getting that vibe from Butte. Yeah, you see the pure half naked guy, just like, <clears throat> just totally fist pumping away to Gabba on his just, couch. Just less muscular, more aggressive. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's more like, like, like Scottish like... granny. Just. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast it's has totally just went out the window. <laughs> oh, ah, sorry, man. I told, we warned we... you at the start. Like, we did. You did. You did. And did I, did I listen? No. So. No. <laughs> Uh, but sadly, uh, I've got one last question to ask, and then that's it. It's, oh, no. uh, <laughs> Are you sure you're ready for an answer to the final question? Are you sure you're ready? Uh, I think so, because this is quite an easy <laughs> question, so I hope so. Where can everyone find you and your music? Go Rory. <laughs> Yeah. I just my I just want to say only bad and so I'm not taking it seriously. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> uh, um, just on the best place I suppose to go now is Spotify, Instagram, Facebook. I can't really think of it anywhere else to kind of access our stuff. I'm pretty sure we're on get to our lives. We're gonna have little in depth like pictures of our faces and proper yeah. concentration mode at rehearsals. Oh, yeah. So you get more content there. Get more oh content yeah, you get to see the many sad faces of Callum uh, as oh, we yeah, yeah. here, <laughs> and you'll yes, see loads you of will. embarrassing photos of Rice and Stephen. Yes. And then Rory, I don't know what we're going to see about Rory, but <laughs> just my endless debates about cheesecake and pizza being related. So <laughs> there'll be like <laughs> several posts going up tonight about that. <laughs> oh, I look forward to seeing that. But no, yeah, definitely, yes. you know, socials and links will be included in the description of the podcast. But well, I, again, I think it's, it's something we've had to learn to kind of improve upon, not on, on like a more serious note, because we, I think we've been so wrapped up in working and writing on songs. We're very guilty of neglecting ever posting about anything. So it's not really, a, 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 I suppose, the smartest way to do to do business. But yeah, we certainly something we need to improve upon. Well, uh folks keep an eye out on them call them out on it if they're not posting regularly <laughs> they should be <laughs> if you're not getting if you're not getting content of calm sad faces then uh, 
give me a give me a weapon. <laughs> and by that he means send a message. <laughs> yes. Well, well, let's see. We'll see. <laughs> the band will do the rest. Um, but no, I'd like to thank you guys for coming on. It's been. <laughs> No, thank you very much. Thanks for spending your Saturday talking absolute. Hey, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a good interview, to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, folks, you can definitely find It's Coming, because it's already came, uh, on all streaming platforms and uh, the socials will also be linked in the description Uh, to end things uh, we're going to be listening to a song that came out on the 22nd of July 2022 the song's called Wind of Change and I'm going to butcher these names by Apriciti and Joey Nietzsche Foro I do apologise folks but that's, that's it so until next time a goodbye Listening to the wind of change